And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo back again for our weekly MMA boxing fight episode, whatever you want to call it. Um, also, this is our anniversary eve episode. Uh, tomorrow will be one year that we've been on the Podbean Network and for the most part kept everything pretty consistent um started off with one episode a week now we're up to two with uh shoulders coming on to the the stay tuned sports family not sure what's gonna happen tomorrow i mean you know like we always talk to you guys about we we have full-time jobs we have families you know he has a uh a baseball game with his son uh possibly tomorrow depending on the weather so he may or may not be on, but still lots to talk about tomorrow. But that's tomorrow. Let's talk about today. <clears throat> Before we get into the show, head over to Twitter. Uh, follow my personal one at JimboSTSports. And then uh, follow the show at ST Sports Podcast. Head over to our YouTube channel. Uh, we got pretty much all the episodes, our past episodes on there. Subscribe there. Head over to our Facebook, like and share, and do all that wonderful social media stuff that uh, will help us get bigger and stronger and be able to put better product out there for you guys. And we actually have a Teespring account now as well. Um, I put one t-shirt out there. I was pretty much just messing around with it. So nothing great. It's one of our older logos that... uh, our good friend King created for us. Uh, if you want to buy that shirt, that's fine. I have no objections to that. But we do have some plans to have uh, new logos made up, hopefully soon, um, and then really put some different T-shirts out there and mugs and iPhone cases and all that type of uh, merchandise stuff. So yeah, this. Coming year is definitely going to be a big step for uh, Stay Tuned Sports. That's where me and uh, Shoulders are hoping. And need your guys' help building it. So enough of that. Enough of uh, our advertising of our stuff. But let's uh, let's just jump right into the show. Uh, last week we had a UFC fight night, La Quinta versus Cowboy. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Because there's uh, some stories came out of the out of that fight night. It really wasn't the greatest um, fight card. I was a little disappointed with it. I thought it would have been a lot more entertaining. Uh, maybe some knockouts, a little bit more higher paced fights. But what I want to start off with is uh, became official. I think it was last week. I was talking about the potential rematch between uh, Daniel Cromier and. Miochik because of uh, Brock Lesnar uh, retiring. So it officially became a rematch. Uh, They're going to be fighting in August at UFC 241. You know, a lot of people don't think Miochik deserves it. But my thing is, I, I think he does deserve it even before the Brock Lesnar. Uh, potential super fight there because he, he one he defended the belt three times and I'm pretty sure I said this last week too 
And the way Cromier set up that knockout, it wasn't like he was. It wasn't like Miocic was sloppy or anything. It was just a good setup by Cromier. It was a good uh, fight between both of them. I know it was a knockout in the first round, but you know it. It just it wasn't one sided. It wasn't lopsided or anything like that. It's just you know a smart way that Cromier set up everything and ended up catching him. And Miocic for a while was campaigning for this rematch and. Um, after he knocked him, uh, after Chromie knocked Miocic uh, out, that's when Lesnar came in and did a whole, you know, WWE pushed him and tried to sell fight, and that's what kind of started to get going. But I'll tell you, what, I'm I'm happier that this fight's going on compared to Lesnar fight. I think the Lesnar fight would have been either a just demolition of Lesnar because hasn't fought in two three years or you know whatever it was it hasn't won a, a legitimate fight in what five years and you got Cromier who's active you know uh, fought what two or three times within the past year he's training every day so he's always in shape for a fight and as much as Lesnar is in shape for wrestling WWE it's totally different as far as training, you know. I mean, you're not not bashing wrestling because you know I do like watching wrestling every now and then. I have nothing against them. I have a lot of respect for them because it is very physical. But you're practicing like fake punches and stuff like that, whereas these guys are going 12, 15 hours a day training and practicing. So I think that match would have been very bad um, for Lesnar. I mean, US, for UFC, it would have made him a crap load of money just because it's Lesnar's name. How he started the, the little feud between Cromier in the, in the ring there and all that stuff. But <clears throat> uh, I think this fight will be a good fight. I think Miocic hopefully isn't going to be too scared now as far as like like too timid as far as trying you know things um worrying about that setup that he did there as far as Cromier kind of getting underneath his chin there and just slipped the, the hook in there and knocked him out but um you know Cromier he's very confident with this fight uh some of the quotes I saw he said that he doesn't know if he could top how he beat him the last time just because of how difficult that was to set up um, he does think he's a better mixed martial artist than Miocic which yeah I mean I think it's fairly equal I think this could be a if Cromier was a little younger because he's talking about only doing the Miocic fight and possibly a John Jones fight and then retiring because he he originally wanted to retire back in March. And when John Jones came out uh, of the suspension and everything like that, and then the Miocic uh, bout came about, I guess kind of relit a fire a little bit underneath Cromier's, uh, in, in his belly. But, um, and we'll get to the whole Cromier-Jones thing because... 
the article that I was reading on, um, I believe it was like ESPN or something like that, uh, talked about the Miochik rematch coming up plus the John Jones thing. And financially, Chromier is set. He, he doesn't need the John Jones fight. It's more of, and he said himself, he he wants to, to he wants to beat John Jones just to kind of, you know, that little setback that has, you know, the past two fights. He wants to beat John Jones. Now, let's just say if he does beat Jones, does that make him better than Jones? No, because he's one and one and two against him. You know, now if he was two and one, yeah, maybe. But, you know, Cromier, he, he said uh, he definitely would want to fight him down at 205. Because he basically wants the same scenario of the past two fights against Jones. He doesn't want the, the, stack, the deck stacked in his favor. You know, his whole, his whole life he overcame odds. Um, and this is, I'm kind of paraphrasing some of these quotes that uh, I found uh, him talking about the potential John Jones fight. Um, and I hope, for Cromier's sake, he's not looking past Miochik towards a John Jones fight either. Because, again, Miochik is not no average fighter. I mean, he's a good fighter. There's a reason why he was a champ. There's a reason why he defended that belt three times. Now, if Miochik beats Cromier, I don't think the John Jones fight happens. I think they would want, especially if, it, if this is a quick knockout or a close decision, I think UFC will talk Cromier into a third rubber match between uh, Miocic. And then whatever happens there, you know, he, uh, he retires then. Because, I mean, he is getting older. He's, what, 40? 40 years old or so? You know, this is not a old man's sport. This is a young man's sport. Um, and we'll get to it, but I mean, look at Anderson Silva. Dominated that division in UFC for years. And now he's ranked, I think I just socks. I wrote up a, a article for bellyupsports.com previewing the UFC fights this week. He, he's ranked 14th. He was considered the greatest welterweight champion for years and I think out of his past six fights Anderson Silva's past six fights he's one in six you know so one of the greatest of all time may have missed his chance to retire on top hopefully for Cormier if uh, if he beats if he loses to, to Miocic and they do the rubber match and he beats him. Hopefully he retires right there. Rides off into the sunset as the champion. You know, doesn't stick around too long. Like a BJ Penn. I mean, he's another one that's fighting this weekend. But he's on, he's on a prelim. A prelim card. Because, unfortunately, these fighters don't know when to, to retire. You know, so... Hopefully, you know, like I said, I'd rather see a Miochik rubber match than see Cromier fight Jones because knowing Jones, 
well, uh, you still know what Jones is going to show up. Is he going to test positive, or is he actually going to take this seriously and show up? Which, if he tests positive, then, then the, those past three months or so that Kuromiya trained for was for nothing. You know, so... Moving on, uh, we had the UFC fight night last weekend between Ala Quinta versus Cowboy Cerrone. And like I said at the top of the show, I was a little uh, a little disappointed with overall with the fights. Um, there was only maybe two or three good fights out of the whole card. And the La Quinta Cowboy fight was very entertaining. It was the best one out there. Um, you know, like every Wednesday or you know, Tuesday or Wednesday, I sit down and start putting some notes together of what I'm going to talk about for the the Thursday show. And I went back through the card, and I'm just like, I remember that was kind of slow and boring. I mean, it got to a point like I I know I told you guys I'd be live tweeting and everything, but it got to a point where I kind of stopped paying attention to what was going on because it was just blah, you know, and. uh but I'll tell you what, that La Quinta Cowboy fight, that was definitely a fight at night. I'm not sure if that's if they got the award for that or not, but Al La Quinta, man. I mean, yeah, Cowboy won by uh, decision, but Al La Quinta could take some shots. I, I would, He gained a lot of respect for me. I knew he was a, a tough uh, opponent for a Cowboy going in, but... I mean, the leg kicks that Cowboy was landing and then uh, uh, the head kick that Cowboy put on him that put him on his butt, I thought that was the end of the match. I, I thought he was going to put him away and didn't, and Cowboy went on to, to win by decision, like I said, and I like how he he's, the past two fights or so, he's brought his, uh, his kid into the ring, and even, I think this one, I caught, like, the... The tail end of it, it sounded like he was about to curse and uh, it just stopped because the, the baby was right there. It was only a few months old baby and had the, the earmuffs on. So, you know, a loud crowd and everything like that when I heard him. But uh, I'm telling you what, man. Cowboy, he just seems like a, just a genuine dude, you know. And some of the awards I, I saw that he has, like the records that he has, he has 17 fight of the night honors you know like uh awards 17 that's the most in ufc history that means in 17 fights even if he fights let's just say three months or uh three fights a, a year in five years he he's got 17 awards i mean i know that one year he fought like five or six times in a year but I mean, damn. I mean, he, he's an entertaining fighter. And I'm, it just seems like now he's starting to put it all together. And when they interviewed him post-fight, he called out for a title shot, which I said last week, I think he deserves it. And even my, uh, my article uh, previewing last week's fights... I said that as well. I think he deserves it. I mean, this is, what, three fights in a row or two or three fights in a row and no gray area of did he win or did he win. You know, he, he 
he made it obvious that he was the winner. But then he dropped a uh, a surprise call out in a way because I didn't see this coming. He called Conor McGregor back out. Um, if if you guys don't know, uh, back in I want to say it was January or February, the rumor came out that UFC was trying to set up a Conor McGregor Cowboy Cerrone fight, which I was all for it. I, I I wanted it because just because of the lead up, uh, the talk between the two. I mean, these two guys are probably they're up there with the Diaz brothers as far as trash talking. Um, and not like, I mean, I know Connor Habib's. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I I know Connor Habib's been having their very ugly feud with each other, but I I think with Cowboy and Connor, it would be a lot more respectable. Um, probably taking shots at each other's uh, alcoholic drink of. Uh, you know, favor like with Cowboy with liking Budweiser and uh, Connor like well, obviously with his whiskey. Um, and Cowboy did say in the uh, in the uh, the ring he you know let's do this July, which July is always the international fight week for the UFC. And originally, I think they were trying to get that fight for that weekend. It was just that. Connor wants the main event because it's Connor McGregor and look at me and what do you know I bring the money and blah blah I've said plenty of times to show I'm a Connor fan I'm over them I'm I'm getting tired of these annex you know I'm I, I'm starting to actually agree with some non Connor fans that what have you done for me lately uh you haven't won since 2016, I think, think it might have been. Um, well, he's fought three times since then. Now, I mean, granted, I understand, you know, you made a crap load of money with the Floyd Mayweather fight. Your whiskey just hit, and this, this surprised me, a billion dollars in sales for your whiskey. I mean, I don't even think it's been out a year, and that's that's pretty impressive. I mean, it's it's good. It's, I'd still rather my my Jameson, but if I was in the mood for it, I'd pick it up. So I mean, he obviously is set and doesn't need the money. Um, Dana White definitely says that this uh, fight between those two makes sense. Connor has a couple different options, but. He even said he doesn't have to fight if he doesn't want to. He's financially set. And it sounds like his grandkids are financially set for how much money. Which, kudos to Connor. You know, I don't know if you guys seen that documentary on Netflix uh, a few months back about Connor and where he came from. And to go from rags to riches the way he did, I mean, hats off to you. Because, I mean, let's all be honest. If you could do it, I bet you would. If I could make a, a million dollars and quit my full-time job, dude, I'd be all over that. 
I'm still hoping that this this fight comes together though, because like I said, I I think taking the trash talk out of it, I think it'd be an interesting fight because obviously Connor does have knockout power. He's very good at boxing, um, unorthodox kicks, and then you got Cowboy who. Obviously, if you watch his past couple fights, very hard leg kicks, and his striking is getting a lot better. Uh, gets you down to the ground, could submit you, and we all know that's Connor's weakness, unless he's been working on that the past year or two. So I think this would be an entertaining fight. Not sure who's all on the July cards. Uh, for the, the fight night or for the fight international week if there's anybody on the cards yet but that makes the most sense to me is to put a big fight like this on that um, that card and obviously they always stack that card and the New Year's Eve weekend card as well so you know we'll see within the next few weeks um, if this comes together or not, I know I've been seeing a lot that Connor's been training very hard, wants to get back into it. He, you know, he's always hungry for that, uh, that next fight. So speaking of next fights, before we go, we're going to talk a little UFC 237 this weekend. Uh, you got, it's actually, I mean, I jinxed it last weekend, so we'll see if I do it again this weekend, but this card actually looks pretty entertaining. Some interesting, uh, fights. I mean, you got Jose Aldo, Anderson Silva's on there, and then the main event is Rose Namahunez versus Jessica Andrade. Um... Which, just looking at it now, just dawned on me. I mean, nothing against Rose and Jessica, but they're main eventing over two of the greatest of all time to be in UFC in Anderson Silva and Jose Aldo. I mean, you know, if, if you go over to bellyupsports.com and read my article, I talk about how Anderson Silva, how far he has fallen. Um, Jose Aldo... He's on a, I believe it was a two-fight win streak after losing his belt to Max Holloway. So, you know, it's 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 very weird in a way, but a good weird. You know, it's, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of change. So, to start off the main card, we have a lightweight, a lightweight fight between... Francisco Trinaldo versus Carlos Ferreria. Um, when I was looking them up, the, the stats and everything and who I want to pick and stuff like that, this should be a good fight. I mean, they're very evenly matched. In every stat out there, as far as like uh, knockout wins, submissions, and stuff like that, but I think for the first fight, I'm going to go with uh, Ferreira with a, a decision, though. Because just because of the stats being 
that close. Um, I'm just hoping it's not like a filling out process for three rounds and very slow and boring. But after that fight, we have a welterweight fight between Tiago Alves and Loreno Starolopi. Uh, first off, if I butcher your name, I'm sorry. I was trying to look up how to say his name and stuff like that. But Tiago Alves, he's been a wa- uh, around a while. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Loreno. Uh, just because Alves seems like he, he can't put enough big name fights together to have a chance at a title shot. I mean, I know, you know, a couple years ago he was up there, but ever since then you don't really hear of him. Um, he does have knockout power, but he is older, so, you know, did he lose a little bit of that strength? Um, and, you know, Saturday night, you know, we'll see how that goes uh, for, you know, for him and what happens after that fight then after that we have a featherweight bout between Jose Aldo and Alexander Volkanovsky now Jose is obviously one of the the great featherweight fighters ever to come out of uh, WEC but I think this is another case of Father Time catching up to him too. I mean, he's not on no five fight losing streak or one in eight his last fights, but I mean, he is on a two fight win streak. But I don't think he could put a a championship run together. I think it's gonna stop here, and I think uh, I think Alexander is gonna knock him out. I mean, we all saw the Connor knockout, so it is possible. I'm just curious that if Jose does get knocked out, <clears throat> what what happens to him after this fight? Is he the the vaunted gatekeeper for the belt if he sticks around? Because I mean, like I said, he, he's still competitive, but I don't know if he's competitive enough to win a belt. You know, so. You know, like I said, we'll see you again Saturday. I may be wrong. I will not be surprised if Jose wins. But I, I just think Alexander is going to pull this one off and move on to the next fight, whether it be a a number one contender type uh, fight because Jose is the number one seeded contender right now for the belt. I think Alexander was like fourth or fifth. So, I mean... Could, he could definitely move up in that <clears throat> move up into that, that one spot. So then after that we have another great fighting. Anderson Silva versus Jared Canier. Now everybody obviously knows the story on Anderson Silva. Anybody that's ever watched UFC or um I'm not sure if he was ever in the Pride days, because I started following UFC after they bought Pride. So Anderson, I think, just beat Chris Lieben. So I mean, let's put it that way. That's how far back uh, 
he's fought. So, but Jared Kenyon uh, is an up and comer. Um, unfortunately, as much as I want to root for Anderson, I think Jared's going to pull this out. Anderson hasn't won a fight in what four fights or so, and he's one in six in his last seven. You know, I just think it's time for him to to hang it up. And I think if he loses this fight, even by decision, I, I kind of hope Dana sits down with him and, and talks him into retirement. You know, I mean, I know Anderson said uh, last time he signed his new contract that he's going to fulfill it then retire. He's done enough for UFC that if there's still two fights on his contract, UFC should just be like, here's the money for your two fights. Just retire. We'll give you a position somewhere in UFC. You know, maybe you can help the, the young talent or, or whatnot. Because, I mean, he is a very respectable fighter. I think one of his biggest rivalries that he'll be known for is the Chell Sonnen rivalry. That was probably the first time I ever saw Anderson Silva trash talk in a way. You know, and then in, right after I think it was the second one, him inviting Chell over for a cookout, for a picnic. I mean, that's just how he is. He's very respectful. And I know earlier on, uh, me getting into UFC, watching him, I didn't like him for some reason. Just, you know, the cockiness, I guess maybe it was. But as he got older, he, he grew on me. And, you know, as much, like I said, I want to root for him. I just don't think he's going to be able to pull this fight, this fight off. I will actually be very surprised if he does. So I think Jared is going to win this one. Um, would not be, be surprised if it's a, a knockout. So, then moving on to the main event. The Women's Strawweight Championship. Rose Namajunas versus Jessica Andrade. I'm one. I'm glad that Rose isn't fighting uh, Joanna. I don't think she, and like I said this in my article, I don't think she deserved the rematch the way she got knocked out. Um, but when I was looking at Jessica Andrade, uh, how she wins fights and stuff, I'm telling you, this is going to be a tough opponent for Rose. Jessica could knock people out, could, could submit her, uh, won by decision, so she could go to distance. Now, I'm not sure how many five-round fights she's done, but I think the best way Jessica could beat Rose right now is by standing because Rose is very good with submissions on the ground. And I think if Rose gets her down, down to the ground, one, it will tire Jessica out. And that seems to be Rose's comfort zone. Now, yes, she did knock Joanna out, but I think with a tough opponent like this, I think you gotta go to your comfort zone, figure out a way to get her down to the ground, and try to submit her. Unfortunately, I, uh, I think I gotta go with Jessica it's just because she could beat her anyway. And not saying Rose is a one-trick pony because she's not, but I think Jessica pulls us out, possibly by decision. 
So that is, those are my picks for this week. We will see how well I do, which I probably won't do that well. <laughs> uh, but that's going to be it for this week, I believe. Like I said, uh, head over to Twitter. Follow me at Jimbo ST Sports. Follow the show at ST Sports Podcast. Uh, head or to our Facebook. I'm going to post some of the stories I talked about today um, with the Chromier thing and stuff like that. Head over to Teespring. Look up Stay Tuned Sports. We have like our own little store there or whatever. And uh, if you want to get one of our t-shirts there, you can get it there. Uh, head over to YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And head over to BellyUpSports.com. Give one of my articles a read to, about UFC 237. Look at some of the other articles because there's... Plenty of other writers there that are 20 times better than me. I'm just happy that they actually give me a forum to spew my stuff out, if you want to call it that. But other than that, I will be back tomorrow with you guys. This is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.